Welcome to the first episode of Tales of Enelis. If you'd like to know more about this series and the inspiration for it, you can check out the introduction. I'm going to jump right into things. I am Dr. E.J. Kane, your game master and uh, role player. Uh, not a role I have done much in my time, um, but I'm excited to try this out live. And so, we begin our story, as I said in the introduction, with Thorfinn Asbjordsson. He is a hunter of the hinterlands, just fought in the Great Alliance War with his friend Althus Casper, who is sort of a rogue and thief. Thorfinn is a loyal but stubborn man. He is brawny and tough, but he has fought in war as a scout. He was good at tracking his enemies and, uh, and helping the army plan their assaults. Althus Casper is a rogue and a thief. He, he's impulsive and uh, a bit selfish and perhaps a little smug. Uh, he thinks of himself a little too greatly. Despite their personality differences, Thorfinn and Althus have become close friends for the past year working together in the Alliance War as scouts. And Althus, like I had said in the introduction, is was conscripted because he was caught stealing in Aelgard and was sent to war as punishment. However, due to the devastation post-war, he was able to earn his freedom in this regard. And so Althus and Thorfinn are in the wilderness of the borderlands, trying to head home to Thorfinn's village, which is uh, along the lazy river that heads towards the city of Westgate, which is where Althus is from. Although, I don't think Althus wants to return to Westgate, as he was a thief there. And I think there's reasons, I don't know what they are at this point, but I think there's reasons that Althus does not want to return to Westgate. But he will accompany his friend Thorfinn to his home village. And so, let's find the name of uh, Thorfinn's village. For this, I am using Ironsworn Settlement Generator. All right, 34. Uh, it's named after a creature of some kind. Interesting, get some ideas here. Elkwood, how about Elkwood? And so our adventurers are trying to get to the village of Elkwood. All right, I'm going to use the Mythic GM emulator to help a lot with this story generation. So I'm gonna roll on an ambiguous event just to get us started. What is happening to us now? All right. 99, oppress. 96, oppress the public. Interesting, oppress the public. Oppress the public. I think, okay, I, I think I know what's happening. I think as Thorfinn and Althus are, are returning home, I think they're, they're so far off of the village of Elkwood. But they come across another village, they see it sort of in the distance, and they think, well, this is a great chance for us to uh, restock, resupply, um, 
I'm sure their provisions are running low on their long journeys. Um, uh, the Alliance War was fought hundreds of miles to the north, so they, are, they have a long journey to return um, as they head west, south and west. And so they, uh, they come across a village. And this village, let's give it a name. What is the name of this village they are coming towards? 17? Interesting. Lone Fort. Lone Fort. Okay. So Thorfinn and Alphys see this village um, in the distance ahead. And, and the village... I assume called Lone Fort. It has some sort of a wooden, uh, a bit of a wooden palisade around it, and there is a, a wooden fort, sort of at the center of the village, um, to protect them from. We are in the borderlands, after all. Everyone needs to protect themselves from dangers in this part of the world, and so it's not um, unusual for there to be this fort. And so they see it off in the distance. Arialfus, look, a village. This is our chance to resupply, restock. Yes, that's not a bad idea. All this hunting and foraging along the way is only going to get us so far. Alright then, let's make way. And so, Thorfinn and Alphys go down the hill, down towards the village. Uh, I think it's along a stream that sort of runs through the the hills which sort of run to the south and they're coming from the east so there's sort of this sloping terrain and it sort of flattens out a bit where this village is it's sort of around the stream that's flowing down from the mountains to the north which is to their right as they are coming in and so since we are oppressing the public i think this village is in trouble there is in the absence of all of these men who had gone to war, I think bandits or uh, some sort of warlord, self-proclaimed warlord, has sort of taken over the village as his own personal uh, fortress and forcing the villagers to, uh, to work for him. I think this is likely. I'm going to roll on the GM Mythic Emulator's fate chart. Chaos Factor is currently a five. I highly recommend you check out this wonderful supplement um, to understand how this works. Uh, the chaos factor is basically a uh, how crazy things are going. It increases the likelihood of a yes and also the likelihood of scene interruptions and and uh, events that will take place as we progress through the story. So uh, this will be sort of adjusted between each scene. And so our current opening scene is they're coming to the village. We're just going to start with a five. That's sort of the default setting. Um, and so I'm going to say this is likely. So this is a 75% chance that a warlord has taken over this village. And the answer, 33, is yes. But Thorfinn and Althus, they're not aware of this. They're approaching the village. They're sort of hiking their way down. And, and I think... Uh, I think they would notice if there are a lot of guards around the village, which I think there would be, because I think word has, has gotten out that the war has ended. It, it has been, uh, I think riders and such, um, anyone on horseback would have gotten here long before Thorfinn and Alphys, and I think they weren't particularly in a hurry to get back. Um, 
I think there was some legal issues that Althus had to deal with to free his name. Um, so they, they weren't very quick. And so I think word has reached the village. Well, I'm going to say that that is, is very likely that word has reached the village. And that is a extreme yes. So yes, this village knows and this presumed warlord knows that the war has ended. And thus, the soldiers of the war will be returning home. And so he's going to want to hold on to this domain, this village he's taken over. And so I think they're on extra guard. And so there's, there's probably guards all along the palisade walls looking out for maybe a small you know, a group of, of, of men who are coming back from the war. Um, and so they almost certainly see Alphys and Thorfinn coming towards them. Uh, I'm going to say that is a near sure thing. Um, yes. So, so the guards see them. And, the, and I, I think also true in, in, in reverse, I think Thorfinn and Alphys see all of these guards up on the palisade walls. Men who, you know, soldiers who should have been at war, but are not. And I think this immediately triggers in, in Thorfinn and Althus that something's not right. They're, to have that many men guarding this village is unusual in this time of war, unless they've all returned back before them. Um... So I'm actually going to roll a notice check here for the two of them because it is possible that this avoid that they just assume that these soldiers had just beat them home. Um, so I'm going to roll Thorfinn here. Uh, that is a fail. Um, so Thorfinn is, I think he's, his mind is wandering. He sees this village and it immediately reminds him of his home of Elkwood and he, he's just sort of drifting off in thoughts of, of his hometown. Althus, on the other hand, uh, yeah, exploding. Yeah, it's got an 11. So that is a, a success with a raise. Althus immediately sees something wrong. He, he grabs Thorfinn by the shoulder. Thorfinn, look at that. Soldiers. These aren't, these aren't men back from war. They look like bandits. Aye. Yes, you were right. Bandits. They've taken over the village. Well. By Hethros beard. They've seen us. What do we do? At this point, I think Althus and Thorfinn are sort of panicking a little bit. Um, if they have any riders in the village, these riders could come out and strike at them. The question is, do they want to? Well, I think whoever this warlord is who's taken over this village doesn't want word to get out to maybe surrounding settlements that, hey, <laughs> this village has been taken over. Um, you know, if, if all these armies are returning home, which, like I said at the beginnings of this, uh, Probably not a lot are returning home. The war was very brutal. Um, they are least. I think the war was at least worried that they could gather enough soldiers in the surrounding area to sort of contest their rule of Lone Fort. And so, I think it's likely they send out a rider to capture 
or harass, or even kill Thorfinn and Alphys. All right, what do we got? 95, okay. So that is one shy of an extreme no, but that is a no. I think, um, I don't know if they have a rider or if they have, I assume they might have some horses that they're available. Um, part of Naradri culture is they're sort of the horse lords. Um, they really love horses. Um, in fact, uh, Thorfinn himself, he's got quite a bit of skill in riding. Um, it's just part of their culture. But I don't think they send them out. So it looks like this is a no. He, they do not send out a rider. I think, I think there's sort of a, a wait and see approach. Um, they just see two lone travelers. I don't think it's immediately clear to these soldiers, these bandits on the fortress, that Thorfinn and Alphys are even... That Thorfinn and Alphys are, are even a threat. That even that they might have come from the war. Perhaps they too are, are bandits roaming the wilds. And so I think Thorfinn and Alphys look at each other and are, are trying to come up with... They wanted to resupply, but clearly this village is off-limits. It is not safe. We should get out of here, Thorfinn. We, are, we should be thankful they did not send a rider to us immediately. Yes. Well, I feel bad for the village. Does Thorfinn know of this village? I, I mean, he was a hunter at his home, so I think he, he, he traveled abroad a bit from his, away from his home village. Um, does he know of Lone Fort? Uh, no. Okay. So he doesn't know Lone Fort, so I don't think he's got a lot of personal attachments to it. And uh, given his personality, he is loyal to his friends, but he is not particularly a, a uh, heroic person. At least not yet. We'll see as time goes by. Alphys, on the other hand, is selfish. So he certainly does not want to have any part in trying to help the villagers of Lone Fort. You're right. We will... We'll avoid the village. Let us head south down towards the river. We'll follow that to my home. And so Thorfinn and Alphys leave the village of Lone Fort to its own devices, hoping that uh, it can find its own way uh, to be rid of these bandits. It is not a problem for two lone travelers on the road, even if they wanted to help. And so we continue. I'm going to be using the Iron Sworn rules here to uh, undertake a journey because that is exactly what our two um, adventures are going to do. Um, now I've come up with a system. If you look at the probabilities on Iron Sworn and compare them to Savage Worlds, you if you take a minus one penalty on a Savage Worlds roll, it gets really close to an Iron Sworn uh, roll, as far as probability goes. Uh, if you assume that a success in a Savage Worlds roll is a weak hit, and a raise is a strong hit. And I've been using this system in a sci-fi game that I've developed with one of my gaming groups, and so I'm going to take that rule system here to help me use the Iron Sworn rules to sort of uh, structure my some of my playthrough here. Undertake a journey. I think this journey is um, is is dangerous. Um, we are in dangerous lands, so 
We're gonna say journey home to Elkwood. All right, I've got 10 boxes here as per Iron Sworn rules. And we're gonna undertake a journey. So this is typically with a wits roll. In the case of Savage Worlds, I'm going to be rolling a smarts roll for Thorfinn. He is sort of our prota main protagonist here. Uh, Alphys, honestly, is only with him, so he's got a buddy, and I can talk to myself. All right, smarts roll for Thorfinn. He's got a, a quick update on Thorfinn's stats. He's got a d6 in all of his attributes with a d8 in vigor. Like I said, he's, he's brawny and very tough. Um, and so uh, he's a tough guy. Um, here we go. That is a uh, <laughs> uh, that is a weak hit. We see that. Uh, so uh, he undertakes the journey on this first on his uh, initial roll here, and so that's a weak hit. So he reaches a waypoint and marks progress, but they suffer minus one supply. So his supply is unfortunately at four. So it's two boxes filled in. And what is the waypoint that they reach? What is the feature we come across? So I'm actually going to be using a uh, custom uh, encounter system that I developed for an OSR style game. And uh, it's sort of a 3d6 random encounter event roll. Um, and we'll just see what happens. What do we come across? A monster. <laughs> okay. Um, Alright. Because we had a weak hit on our Undertaker journey, I'm gonna say there's only a 50% chance that we actually run into the monster. Had we had a miss, it was a 100% chance. So this is just sort of a, a way to, to educate whether this sort of event occurs. And uh, unfortunately, we do run into um, this monster. Let's find out what is the monster we are running into? Okay, animals and beasts. What? I think we're currently in sort of a rolling grasslands. So, uh, this actually might not be so bad after all. Um, the way this encounter system is set up is that you're much more likely to run into animals and beasts um, out in the wild than you are roving humanoids. Extremely unlikely you run into undead or some sort of mythical creature like a dragon or, or something like that. Um, that's very rare. Um, so, um, as we're traveling through these rolling grassland, the hills, as we're heading towards the river, the lazy river that we will follow towards the village of Elkwood, we come across a... Let's see, that is a four. That is... Oh, okay. Well, this might be a... a a different experience than I expected. Um, a couple days go by as they're traveling uh, away from Lone Fort. A day or so, I'll probably say a day goes by as they're traveling. And uh, let's see, let's see what the weather's doing. The weather is not great. There's a bit of a a light drizzle coming down. It is currently spring. It's currently mid-spring here in the Borderlands, and uh, it is in the north. So it's a little chillier than. Uh, than uh, most places, um, so it's it's uh, there's a light kind of cold rain I think drizzling down as 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 our adventures are traveling, and uh, about a little after midday they stop for a break and 
eat a little bit of their rations and are preparing to, to continue heading out. When something is approaching them, and I'm going to roll to see if they notice it. Um, both of them uh, have a d6 and notice. So uh, let's see if either of them notice it. Um, it looks like Althus got a four, so we have a success there. And for uh, also four, uh, we got a five for Thorfinn. Um, but this creature, which I will not reveal quite yet, is is stalking them. It's it's approaching them. So uh, we have to see. I think this is an opposed role. So I've got to find the stats for this creature. Okay, so this creature has a D8 stealth. Um, it's not a wild card though. So uh, let's see what we get. Oh, that's an eight! Explode! Another eight! Oh no! Oh my god, okay. That is a 19, so what is that? Uh, so that's three raises, so that is a success with three raises. These are poor Thorfinn and Alphys are, I think, I think nibbling on their, on, their, on their luncheon as they are sitting there in the grasslands and this creature stalking them. And us as the, as the, uh, Visible viewers of this scene see a, a great cat, a cougar, this sort of muffled, blondish fur, prowling closer and closer to the cat. The smell of their, of their dried meat, urging it forward as it's pawing closer and closer, ready to pounce upon one of them. We're going to jump right into a combat. All right, moving into combat here. We got Thorfinn. He is on four, unfortunately. Althus is on ace. And then uh, the cougar is on nine. Okay. So Althus and Thorfinn are sort of sitting around on this hill. And in the, in the high grasses nearby comes the cougar. And I'm going to roll randomly. Does, does the cougar... He's got the drop, <laughs> which in Savage Worlds terms is a horrible thing. And I'm gonna roll randomly to decide who he, who the cougar is going to sort of pounce at. Um, whether that's one, two, three, Althus, four, five, six, Thorfinn. One, poor Althus. Okay, so the cougar, stalking its prey, comes close to Althus and leaps out of the grass. <laughs> the low, guttural growl as it leaps upon Althus. Okay, the fighting for our large cat is a D6. Okay, D6. I'm, I'm guessing because he's this cat is just attacking these people, it's desperate. It's, it's, it's like I said, mid-spring. You know, it probably came down from the mountains a little hungry, hasn't found prey in a while, and so it's, it's a little desperate. So it's now striking at our poor hero rolling a d6 here that is a four he gets plus um he's got the drop so he gets a plus four to the attack and damage okay so i got a four that's a success on its own but then it's plus four so he's automatically it's a hit with a raise um man <sighs> this might be the end of all this before uh 
even got to really get to know the guy. Um, and so I think, uh, so Alphys, yeah, okay, so the creature is now going to roll damage, which for the large cat is uh, strength plus d6, so that is going to be a d8 and a d6 plus 4. Oh, Alphys, Alphys, here we go. Oh my god! Okay! We got an exploding die on the D8. Ugh. Oh my god. So that is 8, 9, 10, 11, plus 4 on the D6. That is 15, plus 4. That is a 19. What does that look like for Alphys? His toughness is 7. He's got a 5 with leather armor. Uh, I don't think there's any armor piercing here. Uh, Alphys could be incapacitated. I... Uh, yeah. Can Alphys soak this this wound? Uh, let's see. He's got to make a vigor roll. All right, using a Benny to soak the wound. Yes, we got an exploding die. Explode again, 12, 16. All right. So that is a 16, that is a success. He soaks up uh, all three of the wounds. And since he soaks all the wounds, he's not even shaken. So I think the cougar leaps upon Alphys, and just through sheer luck, Alphys is bending over a bit. And so the claws of the cougar, his mouth doesn't quite get on Alphys's throat as it intended. But now its claws, its paws are around Alphys as it lands upon him. And rawr, at this point, Thorfinn is just completely surprised. Oh, Alphys! And uh, has to fight back. But as we go to our initiative cards, it's Alphys who's, who's ready to go at the beginning of this initiative. Alphys, now this cougar's paws on him, trying to, trying to tear him to the ground and get at his neck, put down its prey. Um, Alphys is desperate to get out of the situation. He draws his knife and tries to jam it into the, the cougar that is now trying desperately to get at his throat. All right, what is Alphys rolling here? He's got a D6 in fighting. Here we go. That is a five. What is the parry of the cat five? Okay, so he managed to get the knife. Yeah! Managed to stab his knife up. His, his knife only does strength plus D4, so we are looking at a D6 and a D4. Come on, Alphys! Um, that is a four, five, six, seven. So that is a seven against the cat's toughness of six. So yeah, he manages to shaken the cat. The cat is now shaken as he stabs at the dagger. And I think he pulls out of the of the the grasp of the great cat and gets up to his feet with his knife. Oh, Thorfinn! Ah, ah! Where did this come from? And so, uh, Alphys is just out of his mind. Where the hell did this cat come from? But now it's the cat's turn on nine. And so the cat rah, lunges at Alphys. Let's see first, can he get out of, uh, shaken? Um, what is the vigor? D8, Oh, Yeah, more than likely. Five, okay. So he is no longer shaken, but he does not get a raise. So he does not get to go this turn. So the cat is sort of shaking off this stab from the knife. So Alphys is trying to get some distance from it. And then this is when Thorfinn grabs his axe, his little 
hand axe off of his belt. And he cuts at the at the cat. He's also got a D6 fighting. Um, with his hand axe. Strength also D6. Come on, Thorfinn. That is a five. That is the parry of the cat, so he gets a hit. And his damage. He's got a D6 strength and a D6 with a hand axe, so 2D6. That is a 7, which we establish is toughness of 6. That is a hit, so the cat is shaken again. He hacks at it again, knocks it with the side of the axe. Just sort of keeping this cat sort of uh, confused amongst the tangle of the, war, the fight. And so... Let's go to the next round. Thorfinn is on ace! Alright! Uh, Alphys is on six. The cat is on nine. So with the momentum of his strikes, Thorfinn go pulls his axe back into his hand. Get back, you cat! And he cuts down again with his axe. Yeah! 2d6 again. That is a five. Toughness, or sorry, parry of five. That is a hit. And 2d6 damage only five on the damage toughness of six does not damage the cat and so the cat now retaliating um it's gonna roll its vigor roll it has a vigor of d8 that is a six so again just a success it gets out of the shaken condition but cannot act we move back to alfin who has his knife ready <sighs> Damn cat, where did it come from? And he charges forth with his knife. D6 and D4. That is a five on the D6 there. That is just a success against the parry of five. And he's going to roll D4. You know, actually that should have been 2D6. I'm rolling the wrong die here. That's okay. You've got a hit. And uh, with the knife, D6 plus 4, that's what I should have been right. It's a 3, not enough to hit the toughness of the cat. So, that is round 3. Next round, Thorfinn is on Joker! Yes! Alright! He's got plus 2 now to all of his actions this turn, and he can go whenever he wants. And he's gonna go first. Um, Althus got a queen! Very good. Cat is on 10. Alright. Thorfinn, just emboldened with his strikes. Get back, you cat! And he starts hacking away with his axe in fury. D6 for his fighting. Here we go. Six on the wild die. Five. That is an 11 against parry of five. That is a hit with a raise. He gets an extra D6. We're rolling three D6 now on his damage roll. Boom! We've got uh, two aces. Two aces, so that is 12, plus five is 17. And another ace again, so that's 17 and four is 21. Uh, 24, yes, that is a hit with multiple raises. Get back, cat, as he's hacking into it with his hatchet. And he's hatchets hacking into the side of the great cat. Putting it down. Alright, combat is over. The cat defeated by Thorfinn's heavy blows. Where did that 
Where did that cat come from? I don't know. It's a bit... It's a bit on the, uh, thin side. It must have gotten desperate. Seems like times of war, everyone is hungry. Even the great beasts. Aye, that might be so, but... I've never been struck by a cat like this in the wild. Aye, I've not seen such like things like this myself. I have hunted much in these wild lands, but... Usually I and the great cats only compete for prey. I never thought one of us would become prey. These are not normal times, friend. Indeed. And so, Thorfinn and Alphys. Take a deep breath. Recover from this stressful moment of being stricken by... This cougar from the mountains. Coming down from Hethros Hand. The mountain they can see to the north. And they pack up their things after their lunch break and continue on into the wilds, hoping to get ever closer to, to Thorfinn's home village of Elkwood. And with that, we hit the end of episode one of the Tales of Enelis. I hope you join us next time as we continue the tale and continue on with Thorfinn and Alphys on their journey home. Thanks again.